What's up, Divi Nation? Welcome to 2022. This is our first show. I thought we were going to have a show last week, and I put it out on all the socials, and everyone was like, Welcome to 2022. We're so awesome. And we're starting off as, as good as ever. Everything's working fine. Don't worry. Today, we are going to talk about something that affects each and every one of us, and it is the super corny and old-timey expression, the cobbler's kids run barefoot. If it weren't for this industry and the things I know, I wouldn't even know what a cobbler was, probably. But the idea behind that is that when it's your thing, you don't do it well for you, or you don't do it at all for you. And that's the way it seems to go with web developers and their own website. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about why this is important, particularly if you're selling that service to clients. And we're going to talk about how we're going to talk about our feelings a little bit today. And before we do, let's go round robin and let's introduce our panel. Sarah, you want to kick it off? Hey guys, Sarah Oates here with Endure Web Studios. You can catch me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. Over to Gino. Hey everyone, Gino Kidos here with uh, Monterey Premier and Kidos.co. And uh, you can find me on the socials uh, with the same handles. Hey everybody, Tim Streifler here, broadcasting from San Clemente, California. And uh, you can find me online at divilife.com where I have all my Divi plugins, child themes, layouts. And uh, yeah, as Stephanie said, welcome to 2022. I want to say after we fi finish the introductions, a debate on how long into the new year is it socially acceptable to say happy new year because i've gotten happy new years in like february and it's like really a little much my rule of thumb is seven days you have seven days to wish someone happy oh new year. no after that i are gonna debate done. yeah i actually okay well yeah eric you go ahead <laughs> I, I i don't know what to say now i was gonna say happy new year intro. but I so <laughs> I mean, you can I'm just, it's I'm, up for debate right. your stance then. <laughs> well hey everybody so uh yeah so i'm eric and uh you can find me at diviagencycoach.com and i am broadcasting this week from istanbul turkey it is 1 a.m local time and uh yeah so point? hopefully my internet holds out um but uh excited to be on here from istanbul and hopefully you don't wake the fam. Um, Eric, did you want to share your site for your travels? Um, no? Yeah, we haven't put anything on it yet. No, that's okay. Oh, okay. Um, so, but uh, our kids are working on it. So we're teaching our kids to blog and, and stuff like that. So we're, uh, we just haven't posted anything yet, but family of dashes. Um, we're keeping our Instagram up to feed, uh, up to date most of the time, but so you're we saying are your cobbler's kids are bare, barefoot. <laughs> that's your children right, that's immediately right. just uh, jumped yeah. in to not finish. So, but we're having a great time. We're experimenting with this digital nomad lifestyle for four months uh, to see if we want to do it full time. So, yeah, awesome. 
Well, we're glad you're here. Thanks for staying up late for us. I'm Stephanie Hudson. I'm here in Charlotte, North Carolina, repping Focus WP, where we help agencies and freelancers to scale their businesses using our white label outsourced services. And we've been doing a lot of chatting about this in our Facebook group, the same topic. And we might be running some workshops and things like that as well. So if you're interested in teaming up with some of the folks continuing the discussion, you can join us over there, Focus on Your Biz. So I just want to clarify that I said it was, I don't, I don't think I said happy new year, but this is our yeah. first show of the new year. You said so welcome like to 2022. That... Okay. Is that which, different? Which that's not the same thing. Okay. So how long <laughs> can you say that? <laughs> well, cause it was our first episode of 2022. It made sense. Um, yeah. Okay. Thank you, Tim. Hey, I can, that's just, just my own you're opinion. Gonna be such I, I say seven days old man when you get old, I could just tell. <laughs> I've been looking forward to being an old man my whole life. Oh. <laughs> well, um, I just want to show you this one comment from Miro that he says, in all caps, after you said that, Happy New Year to all. <laughs> Way to give it to him, Miro. I suppose yeah. that. Nancy said okay. Happy Valentine's Nancy Day. Said happy Head Valentine's of the curve. Day. <laughs> I, see, I would rather it go late than early. Like this, this Valentine's situation that just starts. Oh, it's nuts. Yeah. It's like Easter. Anyway, Easter um, hot cross buns were out on Christmas Day in Australia, and I was like, "That's that's early." Like, that's early. Yeah. yeah. Um. So hey guys, let's talk about our websites. By a show of hands in this group here, and you're welcome to raise your hand in the chat by emoji if you're listening in live. Uh, who has a website that they love and are proud of? Yeah. And look at Eric go. No, Tim, you don't love we it. We just launched it today for the last three hours we've had it. So, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice work. Nice work. Uh, <laughs> I will say, I think all of you guys do great work. And I've seen Gino in particular. I, I've always loved your sites that you've had. Yeah. I think they've always been really well. I was super happy you were able to join us on this episode for that reason. And uh, we've got a lot of halfways and maybes yeah. out there. Personally, I have three business websites. I have my agency site, which is Sweet Tea Marketing. And I have a shoot offshoot of that called Sweet, it's a Sweet Tea Craft Marketing for breweries. That's so the Sweet Tea site, I don't love. Like it's, it's functional because I use it to send, I have tons of pages behind the scenes that I use for client payments and for sending people information and collecting information and all that stuff. But as far as like, as a marketing tool, I don't feel proud of it. Now my sweet tea beer site, I love, and I'm happy with the Focus WP site. We just relaunched that um, the beginning of this month actually. And I think to me, I think the key to both of those sites is that I didn't design or build them, <laughs> which is why I love them. You know who built my sweet tea site? Who designed it? Um, <laughs> What's funny? Do you know who? Oh, no. I thought you were going to say you did it because you don't love it. Oh, no, no, no. The the brewery site. Oh, okay. And... Good clarification there. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. No, I built that one and I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> and I've had little pieces of it. It's turned into a Frankenstein. Um, So I, oh, Miss Bernal mm. built my site for me. Why did my brain just lose? <laughs> 
her name <clears throat> like a crazy person. COVID ate my brain, you guys. This is happening to me all the time. A mid sentence, yeah. And the next word is gone. It's I'm an Alzheimer's <laughs> at this yeah. point. So yeah. Leslie built my site, and I love it. It's so fun yeah. and cool. And so if anybody wants to share their links, uh, YouTube is weird about that. We'll do our best. Please don't put spammy junk in there if we want to share, because I think um, part of this is like sharing and helping each other is part yeah. of the process. Mm -hmm. We yeah. did this in group last week and it was like, oh, sorry, Tim, just one second. It was like so many sites that we looked at needed stuff done, but there were so many good things about them. And we don't see the good yeah. things when it's our own. Yeah, I was. I'm glad you brought up Leslie Bernal because I think, in terms of web design portfolio sites go, she wins the most creative award, like yeah, hands sure. down. So if you haven't seen her website, a girl in her Mac dot design, it is so unique, so creative, and so many little details. I was looking at it recently the other day and finding things that I hadn't noticed the first time I looked at it. So yeah, shout out to Leslie. We yeah, it's, it's, it's fun looking at her sites because you do, you get to kind of look for Easter eggs and yeah. you, you kind of got to hunt around and find little things that you didn't notice. You know, you got to look for uh, a lot of little details. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, totally. In so fact, our, uh, the, Divi Chat yeah. Website, the Divi Chat <laughs> website is still Leslie's design. Yeah, um, it is. <laughs> pretty cool. Which Leslie being super critical as she is of her own design like so many of us are she yeah. wanted to redo it like years ago when she was still a regular panelist on the show and we were like no we love it and so <laughs> it was up to her it would have been redone like four times by now but we all loved it so we didn't let it happen <laughs> yeah we it isn't it is in need of a it is gonna a get updated though yeah just to refresh we've, it we've started to do that like four times and in the in the but group, we're all cobblers so our kids yes don't have we are. <laughs> well sometimes you just That's have right. too many kids you know what i mean <laughs> like <laughs> yeah well that that's what i was gonna say because when you said who here is proud of their website like you stephanie i have Which different one? websites yeah. yeah and so there are some that i am proud of and those are the ones that i did not design but that's the thing is we're all so critical of our own yeah design yeah. that it's like if we're going to be pouring our creative energy into something we want it to be something that's going to like directly pay us which is a client opposed to um the the long-term benefits of having an up-to-date website which is more indirect where you know it might impress the client and bring work in the door i do want to say something maybe a little controversial but Ooh. i think you might be better off rather than trying to constantly you know, update your website and have a really fresh look to impress clients, have something simple and minimalist, really clean looking that you yeah. can easily update with your portfolio work and focus all your creative energy on client sites and let those tell the story and showcase those on your site, opposed to yeah. having a website that's cutting edge that within a year, you're going to feel like you need to update it. And then you're going to make it super easy to navigate. Yeah, exactly. So that would, in my opinion, do that and... once and then you can make small incremental updates and then you're done. Do you remember like that a stage uh, where people used to do the side scrolling and it was like this really like funky kind of thing that people would do. And so you would like scroll, but it would scroll the whole thing like to the side. Those were so hard to navigate. And I remember there were heaps of agencies that were using it because they were trying to be really cool. 
But what I realized was I'm pretty techie and they annoyed me. So, you know, for the average person who's coming along, they're not techie. They're coming to you because they're not techie. So those are the people that you have to make it so freaking easy for them to use your website so that they don't feel stupid. Because if they feel stupid, they're not going to want to come and work with you. Like if they can't even navigate your website. So I think so you're true. right. I think sometimes people try and go yeah. way well, too I would less. say. Yeah. And I would say that's what, like for us, a lot of time, probably the number two, top two things we're asked for, for clients, for their websites is a sleek, clean design, easy to navigate. Like those are the two things they want. So your site should be that and it stands out. And my thing, like Tim was talking about where I struggled when I tried to build my own site was I'd get started on it and then I would go work on a client's project and I would learn something new. And I'd be like, oh, I can use that too. And then I would see something and then I would want to add that. And the project just kept going on and on to this last time I thought, you know, I'm just going to go out and find somebody and I'm going to hire somebody and ask them to treat me just like a client um, and just go through the experience as a, as a customer. Um, and that's what I did. And it was a great experience and I'm very excited about our new site. Yeah. I'm looking at your new site right now, Eric. And for a second, I was like, it doesn't look any different. Sure enough. It was browser cache. It looks really good. And I feel like it's, it's really clean and minimalist. Kind of like what I was saying where like, this is going to be more timeless where you're not going to need to update it in a year. Cause like Sarah was saying, yeah. there's all those agency sites that like have these super cutting edge websites that were cutting edge like five years ago. And it, it's yeah. like, at, the more cutting edge it is, the more quickly it's going to look dated. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, go ahead. It's either all of us or none of us talk. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk. Ours is designed around the portfolio. It is designed around the portfolio. Um, right. So we have, a we still have a lot of portfolios to update. And one of the, we have two icons on the whole page that are still the same. So we got some little tweaks, little fixes to make, but I really wanted to get it live. So it looks really good. Like, I'm not just saying that I really like Thanks. it. It's very clean. Hey, I'm going to give a shout out. I hired, I hired Christian. Uh, we all know Christian. Uh, we're all big fans. Uh, I hired Christian and said, I want you to treat it. And he said the same thing. I showed him a bunch of stuff that I thought I wanted. And he said, yeah, but none of your clients want anything like that. He's like, let's let's show them something that's cleaner. Um, and so he did. He came up with the design and development and everything. Boom. Well, have done, I told Christian. you guys about my app idea for this? My, uh, I feel like I'm. Right, feel free to steal it because I'll probably never get to it. But just at least give me a little credit in there somewhere. Tinder for web developers. Hear me out. What you do is see, because what I think is like the best case scenario is like what Eric is saying is to have somebody else do it or what I said or whatever. And not everybody, especially when you're starting out, can afford it or you're afraid it's not going to be your look or feel. That was some of the concerns that came up in the group that was like, well, it won't be me then. Okay, well, you need somebody that's going to treat you like a client. But what if you could do like swipe right and swipe left on people's styles? And then when you match, then that's who you work with and you build each other's site. Huh? Huh? No. I like it. No. 
Okay. It's creative. Forget it. Forget I like it. that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Tinder for web developers. There you go. But yeah, I think that's really one of the keys. And so even if you're not going to, you know, if you're not in a position to just go find an agency and hire them, I've been talking to some of these folks about like, what if we just partnered up? you know, and helped each other. Or yeah. a lot of times we see folks like I'm in super geeky groups and I'm in some of these groups like, like uh, Emma Kate's group where it's a lot of designers learning development. It's like, sometimes those two groups could need to like overlap a little bit yeah. because boy, you can help each other so much and you could just do it as trades and, and helping or, or paying each other, whichever, you know, I mean, either one yeah. is good, but. Hmm. Cool. Well, and I'll say I was able to get a grant from our local economic development office. Um, so, you know, if you have a, your business established, make sure you're building relationships and, and finding out what's available for you from your local economic development or port authority or something like that. Because like I said, I was able to get a grant, a marketing, a $5,000 marketing grant. Um, and I hired a copywriter um, for the website, um, you know, paid Christian, uh, use part of that to pay Christian and stuff. So check out your local economic development, chamber of commerce. There's, there's some grant money out there that's available for this kind of stuff. After you've mentioned that I tried looking and man, I can't, I couldn't find like, I don't know what I'm doing. You need to, <laughs> need to course course on that, I guess. Huh. I never thought about that. That's interesting. You know, when I, um, Talking about the the redesign of our own websites, um, when and, and you talk about um, you know you learn something new and, and you're like all of a sudden you want to go back and implement that on your website. When I first started out doing like the Divi tutorials and stuff, almost every time I figured out something new, I went and did it on my website somewhere, and uh, and it did become a Frankenstein. It was all over the place. It completely different look and feel on, on different pages, you know, and um, when I, I got to a point, it was right after I opened up the uh, Divi Marketplace um, where I had white label stuff going on. I, I I had the Marketplace products I was selling. I had the blog. I was doing custom work and it got to a point where people got to my site and had no idea if they were in the right place. Like they'd get to my site and they'd be like, Divi, Divi this, Divi that, Divi products, Divi child themes. I need a website. I don't know what this stuff is. And they'd leave. Yeah. And then somebody who was looking for a product would see like custom design, development, white label. They're like, this isn't a marketplace. And they would leave, right? And so I ended up losing a lot of traffic because I offered too much right off the bat. And my site was all over the place. When I did the redesign, which is basically the foundation that you see on the site right now, I spent more time removing, so I did the whole redesign, but I spent more time deciding what to remove, what animations to remove, what parallax to remove, what images, what background images to the point where it was almost all text. And if you look at it now, it's really, when you get to it, it, it is mostly text. It's clean. It's, it's uh, I, I don't know who just said that, but you know, the client's, they reach out to you they want something easy to navigate that's clean and simple to read right and so that's kind of what i set out to do with monterey premiere this latest revision of it so it's it's basically text that answers their questions i want them to know like as soon as they get to the page 
I want to connect with them, relate to them. What are you looking for? Are you are you having a hard time finding a, a good WordPress developer, right? That's usually why people come to us, right? Because somebody else flaked on them or their cousin Johnny mm -hmm. couldn't do the job or, right? <laughs> you find all these things to relate to them, but it's all legible. It's all readable. And uh, um, Tim, you said, let your portfolio do the talking. Um, and so I kind of, even though my portfolio is horrible, because all my best projects are white label, I can't share them on there. Uh, so my my portfolio, I I don't follow your advice, Tim, but you're right. If we can <laughs> showcase those special features that we like, then that we don't have to clutter our website with all that stuff. I think, and Sarah, you nailed it when you said we can date ourselves with the trying to match today's trends. At the end of the day, the biggest trend is SEO and. I'm not great at SEO. I'm not an SEO guy, but it's it's that text connecting with the visitor, keeping them on your website, right? And and over time, things will build, traffic will grow, leads will come in. So it's worked really well. Um, I've had a lot of people tell me, you know, I I like your style. I went to your website and I like the style. I, that's what I want. You know, it's like okay, well, makes it a little bit easier. All my sites, <laughs> I hate to say it, but they all look the same. But when I try to think outside the box for my client. They're like, well, that doesn't look like your website. <laughs> like, okay. Well, let me remove some parallax and animation. <laughs> I think but, that's where know your audience. really matters. Like, I think, you know, you can obviously have a style with your own website, and that's important. And I think it's really easy to kind of hate your own website, but realistically, it just has to do the job. It has to look nice, be easy to navigate and be something that people kind of feel like, oh, this is really nice. Like this is good quality and it's not all glitchy and those kind of things. But then your portfolio, I think it's really important to think about what's on your portfolio. Yeah. We used to have heaps on our portfolio, but it was really old stuff. And so when we redid the site, so we redid ours uh, just over a year ago, I think it was December 2020. Um, we launched our site and it took us like two years to do because we worked on it for ages and Sophie designed it and I was building it and I just hated it and so we ended up scrapping it and starting again and then we got it ready and again there's still stuff I don't love about it but it's not really about that like for me I see all the little nitty-gritty stuff clients don't see that as long as it kind of works it looks good it's inviting it invites people to want to keep looking at the site the portfolio is what matters. So when we redid the portfolio, we said, let's cull it right down and let's just do say 10, just put 10 up there. Of course we've done more than that. And I think I felt like we had to have lots there to kind of show we've done lots of websites. But now that we're like, I don't know, eight years in, I don't feel that pressure anymore. I think I felt that pressure early on to kind of look like I've done lots of websites. See, you can see them, you can see all of them. Whereas now we just put good stuff up and we try and really intentionally put diverse stuff up. So I try and put things like some that are really girly and some that are like more kind of building industry and some that are, they still have the same vibe because it's us. Like you're going to get us and we have a similar vibe like site to site, but equally trying to kind of show like your site's going to be one thing, but as long as you can show, but we don't only do that. Like we also do, you know, really feminine looking ones. And we also do really masculine looking ones. And we also do ones that have fancy bits. And we also do ones that are really simple, like trying to show that stuff off because it's really interesting when clients come to me and say, oh, I loved your portfolio. I particularly like this site and this site. And they'll always like 
you know, it'll be different for every client, but you can kind of get the vibe. Like they'll go one, they'll either say like two particular ones or they'll say these other two particular ones because it seems to be like they're going in that particular direction. And I think if you have a portfolio that people come to and go, oh, that's a really nice portfolio. Like I like that site. They know they're going to get something similar. So you don't have to sell very hard. Like when clients come to me and say, I really like your site, love your portfolio. I particularly like this one site. You know, you're like 80% there. It's really just down to price. Like is price Mm going to be okay or not? Because they've come to you and said, I like your work. I like that. I pretty much want that, but something different for me. Um, And so I think your portfolio is where you want to invest your time and effort. They've got to get to the portfolio. So your site has to be good enough that they can like, get through the homepage and get to the portfolio. But really, I think the portfolio is where you want to invest your time. And this is me saying it when I have four sites that are not on my portfolio that I want on my portfolio, but we were too busy at the end of last year. So like, I'm very much saying you should do it and then not doing it. So all of our stuff is a year old and I would love to have the new stuff on the portfolio. And that's high on the agenda for this year. But it's really interesting how many times clients will comment on the portfolio specifically. They also often comment to me on how very ugly there are other agencies in my town happen to have their own websites. <laughs> and that's always really reassuring to me yeah. <laughs> when people say like, I looked around <laughs> and some of their sites are horrific. I don't want to work with them and I like your site. So, you know, it's even like going to the hair salon. Yeah, it's like when you go to the hair salon and the chick has bad hair, you're like, "Uh." Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know, right? (laughs) So, Sarah, I'm curious, how 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 many projects do you think a portfolio should have because this is something i'm still wrestling with and it was kind of part of what delayed the launch as i kept feeling this need to go back and because our our new site we have the ability to like write a project brief and to share what some of the challenges were and some of the unique things like there's all this information we can now put in about it and i'm like oh my gosh and and some of these sites i didn't even design you know that josh did um and so I'm like, I don't even know some of the background information and some of the sites aren't even active anymore because the business closed, stuff like that. So what do you think though? Because I'm the same way, like, well, but I have all this work. I want people to see this long, ongoing list of, of websites, but maybe that's not necessarily helpful. I think more than 20 is unnecessary. I, I think you can probably show enough diversity somewhere between between 10 and 20. So I think we've got something like 10 on there at the moment. I will probably put the new ones on there and not remove anything. But I am, the plan is kind of once we hit about 15 to start, well, okay, if we're going to put a new one up, is there something that is not relevant anymore? Or it just starts to look outdated or it, it's not really showing something unique. Like we've already got a newer site that is showing something unique. Then we have some that are really old because they're about the brand that we did and so yes they're kind of older they're going to be further towards the bottom but i want them there because they kind of show you know i did this slightly bigger website and therefore you know yeah you might want to like have a look at that so yeah i don't know i think somewhere between 10 and 20 is good i like the number 12. it's not just my favorite number but you can divide it by two by three or by four 
So depending on how you want to lay things out, you can have even mm. columns and structures. That's good. So to me, if, if you have 12 things, go with 12, because then no matter what screen size they're on, it'll it'll flow nice. You don't have any leftovers. So this is a dilemma that a few folks are having. How many is too many? Steve Parks, um, Perks, I always say Parks, I'm sorry, Steve. Even an easy name I screw up, jeez, theft. Um, the, his dilemma is how many sites have in a portfolio as he's new to the game. He says, I don't want to launch my mm -hmm. site with little to show. So this is the opposite. Yeah. Tim is holding up four fingers for those not watching. I, I don't think you should wait. Yeah, That's my I, take on it. I think going along with your, uh, 12 rule, Stephanie, I think minimum of four, uh, max 12. And then that way you can show a, a few different things, but I, I don't disagree with you. I don't think that should hold you back, but if you can get four on there and then start marketing your site, then, you know, I think that's, yeah. it, it shows that you have created websites and that you have enough experience and stuff. Um, so something that David and I teach in our course is you don't have to have real websites for real companies when you're starting out you can create demo websites fictional websites like just to show that hey you have the skill because like yeah, yeah obviously there's a lot of processes when it's a real company like struggling to get content you know all the decision fatigue from the client wanting to get make the logo bigger but a lot of the skills of building a website are the same for a fictional company and so if you can show that you hey you can get a website live on the internet that looks this good then when you're starting out that can be enough to get going and then you can replace them as you get real projects and i would say too <clears throat> i think that's great advice uh, and i would say on the flip side of this don't put something on your site that you don't want to build again <laughs> uh, definitely <laughs> you've done like a big beast of an e-commerce site or something and you're like never again then don't put that in your portfolio <laughs> like don't tempt people to even ask yeah. you for it even though it shows that yes i can do it but you know so stick to only the things that because guaranteed if you put something up there that you don't want to do guess what yeah. someone's going to point to they're going to be like hey build me that. yeah or, or be prepared to give a price that makes it worthwhile like I'm telling you what, after doing a couple e-learning sites, I'm about done with LearnDash <laughs> and e-learning sites. But I'll tell you what, for $12,000, I'll build you one. So, <laughs> you know, that's kind of the way I look at it. The right amount of money, I'll build you the site. So, yeah. uh, In answer uh, so to your question, Eric, um, if, the, if a site no longer is live anymore, because at one point we were... We did have one on our portfolio that they had moved away from us, but we still really wanted to show off. We'd done all their branding and everything like that. And it was a beautiful website. Like it was just a shame that they kind of moved on from it. We just removed the link. So we just did it as screenshots. Um, and then once we had something that was live, that was yeah. a similar vibe that we still wanted to be able to show off, we just removed it at that point. But I think you can get away with, I don't think it's great to show a website that's not really there. Cause then when people go to look for it, they're going to think, oh, that's a bit, crap but i think it's possible i think it's better not to like i would prefer to just remove a site from my portfolio if it's not live or if they've changed it so much that it now looks horrific i would at least remove well, the that's, links uh, that's yeah, the I, risk isn't it i mean that's why i don't i don't really like putting links to lives i mean i'm terrible i'm a terrible one for using portfolio a portfolio on my site but um but i don't think like i don't 
if you're going to build a site specifically that you're going to give people like you, Sarah, you build sites that you let people have access to. Like that's part yeah. of your sales thing is that you make this accessible to them. Yeah. And then they just wreck. Like I have a site that I was so proud of and it is, it's just absolutely abysmal. Like it is so embarrassing right now and I still maintain it and I still update it and they will not listen. They have like literally instead of this gorgeous hero that we did, they embedded a PDF one time. <laughs> like, I don't even know how you do a thing like that. And they're, they're like, they're doing this kind of bonkers stuff. Yeah. We put on um, our portfolio page that some of the, some sites may look different since they've been built, you know, something like that. Cause yeah, who's going to read that? Changes. Like um, it's, it's but, nice to have it as like a little dot point, but yeah, no one's going to read that. They're just going to click on the link and they're going to be like, Ooh, but if you have Another a screenshot, thing. at least the screenshot shows, Do you think this is what it did look like when we launched yeah. it. And so I think the screenshot is the main thing. Um, and then whether or not their site looks that different isn't really the end of the world, I don't think, as long as the screenshot shows. It was beautiful when we launched Another it. option is put put it on a subdomain, right? If you have backups of all your client sites Love and they that, screwed yeah. it up and they moved away, put it live on a subdomain, a dev domain, you know, make it clear like that's blah, a good blah, point. blah, dev dot your domain dot com so people don't think that's the real domain. But, you know, you can just That's probably the most elegant tech solution for the you know like to show that like because you're you were geeks we could do that right yeah. um yeah i guess I my think, only uh, concern there my only concern there would be duplicate content i know we can we can ask people not to 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 index it but sometimes those things sneak through and i you know um, i guess if you do a beautiful site though you could and then they move away and they do something completely different you could approach a local company who it would suit and say to them hey look we have this template just wondering you know want it for free <laughs> or like want it for really cheap or you know and kind of offer it to somebody else so that then they can kind of fill it out with their own yeah. stuff if you're really proud of it and you know you think why couldn't this be used somewhere else maybe you could offer it to or to a charity who you know non -profit. Needs yeah i was gonna say a non a good way to support a non-profit that's a neat yeah. idea and, and you know on, on that note, Sarah, you know, we, we um, you talk about the templates early on when I started doing child themes, a lot of my clients came to me because of the child themes that mm -hmm. the, my biggest clients, the white label partners, the agencies, they came to me not because of my portfolio, but because of the products I built. And they saw all the different child themes. And what I loved about the child themes is I could design it. I, I didn't have any client to screw <laughs> Right. So yep. out of all the sites I've ever done, there's always those parts of a site. And I don't think there's a single website I've ever done where maybe the audience doesn't notice it. But as the original designer, when a client screws something up or changes something or they ask you to change something, you're like, it's not going to look the way it should look. But oh, well. So there's always something right on every build we do that we're like, OK, clients always right, whatever. Uh, what with your own child themes, it's all you. Yeah. And so you can just pour your heart into it and you don't have to market it as a portfolio project. You could, you, you don't have to, but having them in the shop, people looked at those and said, Hey, I love those designs. You know, that's, yeah. um, so that, that's another option too. create some child themes, even if you don't intend to sell them, you know, yeah. um, and just put them out there as for sale or free. Um, they'll be able to see your work, even if it's not live on a client site, you don't have to worry about the client messing it up. One marketing idea I had that you could use that's similar to that, rather than like having child themes where you're selling it to people, 
um, is I had, I had lots of clients come to me who had really low budgets, like really, really low budgets. And I was just like, look, I don't have anything for you. Go pick a child theme. I'll help you. But one idea I had was if you made say five different templates and then I'm getting feedback of myself. Sorry. I don't know if anyone else is getting that. Um, is what you could do is make like five different, say, templates, put it up and you maybe it's on a hidden page or maybe it's public or whatever, but being able to say to people who have a really low budget, just pick one of these templates and I'll build it for you. You know, it's not going to be unique, but we can kind of do it off that. I've planned to do that for a really long time, but I've never got around to actually doing it. But if you didn't have a portfolio, you could start with that. So you could make the five templates and say, look, we'll do something custom for this price. But if you don't have that price, then you can pick one of our templates and we'll just put your stuff into it. Really and, and great. Show it off. That's a really great idea for people just getting started. It's been sitting it's in my brain for two years. Have I done it? No. But am I going to well, do it? Because you've been busy. Maybe. No. <laughs> it's, it's sort of like the, like the WAS idea almost, you know, but without doing multi-site. You know, I've thought about that too. Like I went down the WAS route where I was, um, where you have to create templates for that for that particular niche but then um if i didn't want to go through the whole thing of having the whole was setup the multi-site and all of that you could you could still kind of do it just a dfy like done for you instead of a diy yeah. thing where you just go and you build them based on that i just want to ask this question before i lose it in the thread from greg hyatt uh by the way greg hyatt earlier said hi to his hero gino but we're not putting that up because listen gino got one episode where we kissed his butt and told him how awesome he was and that's it. <laughs> no more that's it. you can you can talk to him later greg anyway so for capture for capturing your site any kind of screen grab will do um i mean there's a million out there i use like awesome screenshot. We'll do a full, it's a Chrome plugin. It does the full thing. There's tons of them out there. Yeah. I and then go full page. They're all yeah, the same. Yeah. And then right? there's, um, there's plenty of mock-ups that you can go. You that's can either what buy I, that's them. That's what I use. Go full page. You can either buy the mock-up templates or you can, uh, there's some websites that do it. Lots of folks, I'm sure post them in the comments. If you have them, I know there's lots of, um, different, um sites oh, do you, you mean for like do you mean to like put it into like, like a put them into like a computer thing? screen and stuff yeah yeah and like there's one that's in setup our favorite <laughs> called um it's like it's mock oops but it's mock up i don't know it's really a yeah. dumb name it's m-o-c-k-u-u-p-s so I... um <clears throat> never thought to look there always what tim uh, sorry, one sec. Are you talking right. to yourself? <laughs> no, my AirPods <laughs> died, so I had to. Uh, oh no! Unplug them. Let me know if you're getting any feedback. Cause I'm using my built-in speaker. So I just found a new way to take full-page screenshots without using any type of extension or app, but just using the browser's inspect tool, and it is Ooh, nice. so easy. It works in Safari, works in Chrome, but basically you just right-click inspect and then select like the body tag at the very top. And then, or if you wanted just to do a smaller area, you can select whatever part of the HTML you want. And then in Chrome, it's uh, you right click on the body tag in the inspect area and, and then click on capture node screenshot. And then it takes a screenshot of that entire body section or whatever section you have 
um, highlighted when you tell it to take a screenshot. It is like by far nice. the quickest and easiest way to take screenshots. It does not sound quick page. or easy to me, Tim. <laughs> it works for you. It's harder to explain than it is to actually do it. Whatever Once you know how to do it, it's super works easy. for you. Um, um, but what I don't like about the extensions is sometimes, especially if there's like parallax or anything section. like that, it just yeah. looks kind of funky at the end of it. So a lot of times met. you have to scroll your page first, yeah, then yeah. go back to the top. And well, then yeah, the I just had shot. to do that with Tim's method. Like I just tried Tim's method, which worked, but I did have to, it missed a bunch of stuff. So I had to then scroll through the whole page and then redo it. And then it got everything. Oh, right. If you have entrance and animations little, and stuff. Yeah. And a little, um, a trick but for if you have, me. if you have an iPhone, if you open your a site in Safari <clears throat> on your iPhone, and you do a, just a regular screen grab, when you then open the photo to edit it, you have an option to just edit what you captured or there'll be a tab at the top that says full site or full screen, something oh, like that, gosh. which is a nice little way to grab it directly on your phone. Of course, you can also do the same thing in a, just a responsive mode on your desktop, but that's kind of a handy little yeah. trick yeah. Or that I just if you have a fax machine, you can right click yes. on the website and then fax your website to your fax machine. <laughs> You, can, you fax can you fax me two copies of that <laughs> <laughs> on green paper? Thanks. So uh, snag it. We've got some other ones here. Snag it. Um, AMI responsive design. AMI. Uh, never heard of that one. Place it. I've, that's the one I think where you can put it. Place it's really cool. You can you can upload images and it'll put them on um, apparel or in browsers or in all kind of different settings. Um, so there's lots of different ways to do that. Gino, our pal Gino here has something that I love on one of his sites that I have. I'm going to steal it. I'm going to totally steal it. Gino. I talk about it all the time. It's on your, um, <clears throat> simple, affordable website solutions where it has all the templates. You basically have all of the built-in Divi templates and they're in little, it's just little scrolling images. So it's not just a single screenshot. It's a scrolling image. I've actually done this on a couple sites for different purposes than that. But um, but I love ha having that template. I've literally sent people to your site and been like, here's the templates you can choose from. <laughs> terrible. I keep meaning to tell you that I do that. And I always forget. I'll put it on air so you can't yell at me. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Somebody <laughs> just asked how that, how that service does. And uh, I just commented on there. And that was uh, Nancy. Um, Nancy asked how that's going, and uh, it's really interesting. Other people have asked about that, and you know what I found is most people still opt for the custom site, but it's been a great option because I don't get a lot of business for that. My whole thought was make it as um, a, a, a service as a product, you know, um, so you, you log in, you submit all the information, you pick your template, in five days your website's cranked out. You know, you submit all your information. Mm -hmm. um, but what ended up happening is it ended up being more of a uh, an upsell uh, upsell kind of option because it, when people come to me for a quote, I send them the estimate and they're like, oh, that's way too high. Then I say, well, look at these are some of the other options. You just got to pick a template and so forth. And then they usually come back nine times out of 10, like, you know what? I think I need something custom. Let's move forward. templates, <laughs> <laughs> And so um that was my response in the comments on youtube is is that uh it actually works out i was afraid that if i showed divi's templates that might hurt my business 
Uh, but by doing that, it allowed me yeah. to have, well, here's, here's your option then, and yeah. uh, give me something to return uh, back to them with. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. That's really yeah, good. It's awesome. I love that. Yeah. It's good. And Gino, I totally copied you on that and I've had the exact same results. I don't, I don't have, nobody can find it. It's my, my backdoor offer. So yeah. when somebody comes and we build a quote and they're like, oh, I can't afford that. I'm like, oh, well we have this option. And then they look through it and, and every single time they've gone, uh, well, maybe we will just go with, you know, your custom. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Joan Joan says she's uh Joan Margal says she same thing. She shows yeah. Divi layouts just straight up and it, it didn't yeah, hurt yeah. Fact it had the same effect. I send yeah. that to people um, all the time who don't have the money. And some of them go for it and you know, good for them. You know, that's fine. If they just want to use a layout, that's fine. You know, Guys, you know, we are... I think what helps too is they're like, okay, so somebody's gonna give it to me cheaper, but now they understand why it's gonna come cheaper. Yeah. With certain mm -hmm. limitations, they're going to get a template. That, that raises some other questions that you can then use right. in your yeah. sales response. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, trying to like unpack the psychology of why that happens that way. And I, I think, yeah, like you said, Gino, it, it, it like goes to show the custom solution and how in-depth it actually is when you show them the template option because the template option is like, well, I don't want just a template. They have that like pride. Like I want, yeah. I want yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. I want what I want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm going to spend any money. I get to choose. That's what it comes down to. That's yeah. what it comes down to. Guys, we are coming up to the top of the hour. So just quickly, we want to take a minute and no. say thanks to, uh, Miro and Carlito in the yeah. chat for it's been a little bit of a more tricky one tonight because we're having some links posted and stuff and YouTube doesn't let people post links unless they're admins. So Miro has been sort of fielding that. So thanks, Miro. Um, also, if you would just go ahead and hit that like button wherever you're listening. And we, you know what else we'd love you guys? We'd love a review. Could you give us five stars? Come on. Ratethispodcast.com slash Divi chat and you can leave us a review on your mobile device where whatever is installed on that that has it it'll pop up right there and you can leave us a review thank you so much for that and as we're sort of hitting the top of the hour i i wrote down a, like a little list of four short things or three short things and i i thought that these to me are the top issues to us having a website that we're proud of one of them the first one i put can be insecurity for a lot of folks, they don't think they can do something good or when they do something, they don't think it's good. And so we're insecure, so we don't have confidence. And so maybe we can touch on these after I say them and talk about how we can overcome each of them. Number two is we just try to do too much, which has been touched on briefly. Like we're trying to do too many things on there. We show all our tricks, which shoots us in the foot. And the third is that we're not paying attention to who our audience is which has also been discussed, this isn't for you. And as much as you might want all your geek buddies here in the chat to be impressed by your website, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not for them. What you need to impress is the person who is your niche, your target market. So do you guys, did I miss any of you guys? What other reasons do you think? Just feeling like it's, it's never complete. Like, I think a lot of people feel like they're kind of getting there, but they're still not happy with like just little elements. And I think that yeah, can maybe, stop people from actually getting there. 
I mean, I'm a very deadline driven person. If it is not on fire, it doesn't exist. So that's another sort of part of it is that with your own website, you don't, I'll make that number four. There's no deadline. You don't, you know, unless you've yeah. got have, like Eric, Eric knew we were going to talk about this today. How yeah. long have you been working on that? <laughs> oh, Tim just left. Uh, well, the subdomain <laughs> was new 2020.intransitstudios.com. So that's, that's all. Right. I'm and why did you get it up today? Because I knew we were talking about it and I thought I'm going to be able to go on there and say, we just did it. Yes. Woo! So a deadline helps. That's number four then. Okay. So I did miss that the first time. I'm uh, deadline sure I urgency, a deadline for urgency, mine, like accountability, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, okay. So how do we, let's go backwards then. How do we overcome that deadline, urgency, accountability sort of issue? If you had to you give somebody publicly announce advice. it to someone or to people, like you can say, Hey, we've got a new website coming. It's coming on this date and, you know, make it really official, big and loud. The other thing you can do is, um just give yourself a deadline like of kind of and that never works for me yeah probably not yeah, me neither. but you know i i had an end of year partner, partner with someone yeah i publicly announced it yeah that's the um yeah the the barter or the teaming up with somebody or hiring somebody those all solve it because then yeah. there's money and stuff so I, uh, okay I, I i would throw this in there too is if you put deadlines on it, um, you know, think in terms of quarterly. Uh, maybe it doesn't have to be monthly. So a couple of things I was thinking of for tips on how to tackle this, I think this is appropriate. If you're treating your own website like one of your monthly maintenance clients and you're dedicating so much time a month to your website, um, maybe it's only 20 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes outside of your regular maintenance stuff, um, Pick pick a service, and this is kind of what I do now, and it's probably not the best advice, actually. Um, but <laughs> I'll go through when I decide I'm going to change up some of the font styles and stuff like that. So you'll see on my homepage, I got this nice bold font, and uh, I'm using like a mix of the gray and orange in some of the sentences. Uh, not all the pages have that. If you look at some of the pages of the services, I haven't gotten to those pages yet. So it's all like plain text, and uh, you can really notice the difference. But um, what I'll do is I'll just pick, okay, I'm working on my white label services page. And, 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 and if I do some major changes, I'll update the main pages, at least all the fonts, so it's not too bad. Um, but pick pick a page or a service, especially if content is what's holding you back, uh, getting the right words. Yeah. Just focus on one service for the month, you know, or for the quarter. Do a bunch That's of- That's a great research, idea. So chunk together. down, break down the- the deliverable, the end goal into smaller, smaller, yeah, the smaller bite-sizable chunks. And, and honestly, now, if you get your site 80% there, I say launch it. Launch it at yeah. 80%, quiet launch it. You don't have to announce it to the whole world if you don't want to, but get it. Like something is better than nothing, right? And your new site is even at 80% is going to be better than your old site, like from however many years ago. So I think sometimes we can feel like, it has to be absolutely exactly perfect. We have to have written all the blog posts and we have to have like 
comb through every single service. But I think sometimes it's just about, let's just get it live. It's going to be better. And people, new people who are coming, they didn't see your old stuff. They're just going to see the new one. They're going to still be impressed and you can keep working on it over time. I think it has to be an evolution. It can't just, yes. you're never going to get it perfect. Yeah. You just won't. And, and you're always going to have things you don't like in it. And they don't, they don't know what's missing. They, they yep. have no idea. Yep. Yeah. That's Brenda right. Brenda says um, she's tasked herself, this was her something for the new nice. year she was trying to do, to do update and tidy up one page per week, slowly but surely. Love uh, so that's to your you uh, point, you know? I think that you and Sarah have sort of a slightly different, you're talking like it's the same thing, but I think you're both approaching it a little differently. It's like uh, Gino has a site that exists and he's little by little updating yeah. bits of it. And Sarah is building a new site someplace and waiting to but launch it. In my mind, I'm thinking, do the 80% thing and then do the Gino thing of like continually, oh, okay. like if you don't quite get it there, okay, well, let's just keep working on it. And then once you get to that point, okay, well, what are we going to, everything's going to need constantly refreshing over time. So it's, yeah, I, I like yeah. that idea of an ongoing, it's never finished. It always needs it's something. You know, and that's been in the comments a couple times too. It is never... Um, it is never finished. Yeah. But um, but what if we accept that it's never finished? It's not. It's not not finished. It's That's just an ongoing project. Totally. I'll get. I'll give one last tip, and this was going to be kind of my parting tip, but I think it's appropriate right here. Is think about it. If you go into a retail store, if you go into, uh, I don't know. I don't go to to retail stores like J.C. Penney's. I don't even know if they exist anymore. Macy's, Nordstrom, whatever. Right. You go in there. Those people go into work every day. And they look at their storefront. They're moving racks around. They're moving shelves. They're moving product. You go into your Luckies, your Safeway, your 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 supermarket, your your Walgreens. Every week, the managers in there moving displays, moving things around. You in there, you see it. What I've been trying to do is Monterey Premier is the core of my business. I run subscriptions through there. I sell products through there. I got orders through there. Um, I'm con I got bloggers in there. So I'm in there every day. I think if you treat your website like it's a brick and mortar store, in a lot of ways, you're in there every day. You're looking at it. What's working? Where am I at this month? Where am I at this year? What do I want to focus on? So just a couple months ago, when I got bogged down and dealing with health issues and the simple website solution, was I felt like it was taking up too much real estate on the homepage because I had a, a whole section dedicated to it on the homepage with graphics and everything. But like uh, Eric said, it's not my main thing anymore. So it's kind of hidden. So I took that off the home page. You know, I'm just constantly looking at how can I better optimize, even if it's just moving a paragraph or a section around. So treat it like you're walking into your storefront every day. Log in, take a look at it. What kind of business are you trying to strum up this month and see how you can rearrange things on your website to focus on that goal for this month or this quarter. I like Love that. Love it. Guys, we got to move on because we're all, we are just about out of time. And I wanted to just touch on these quick things, give a quick tip. Let's each just grab a quick tip um, for the, just, just the tip. Uh, so if it's, it's not for you is the, is the next one. How do we avoid that problem when we're building our website and we want it to be for web developers instead of for our classic clients? What advice would you give? Simplify more white space. Think about the average Joe who is coming to your website, doesn't necessarily know how to use a website doesn't know all of the tricks and tips, 
make it as easy to navigate as possible, as much white space as possible so that people can take in the information. It's the stuff we're teaching all the time, right? Like, uh, yeah, that's what I was let them say. It's read what you would do for your customers, right? Read the highlights and then let your portfolio show off. If you want to like show off all your fancy tips and tricks, make yourself like a dummy site that's like, I can do this thing and this thing and this thing and have a page that's dedicated to the fancy thing that you want to show off that you can do and well, put this, it there. This right into, this well, here's right the thing the is it's one. 2022 and we think that clients are impressed by like shiny objects and all these cool things that we get excited about, but no one cares. It's like, when's the last time the average person went on a website and be like, wow, look at the parallax and this and that <laughs> they're like, they don't think of it because we've all seen it before. Even yeah. non web creative people, we've all seen all the bells and whistles and we're not impressed. Like what is capable in today's technology? Like it's like Apple can come out with something, a new product that is like, a huge leap forward, but we're like, whatever, like, it's no big deal. Like, we're just, we don't get impressed by technology like we did when the internet was new. So it's like, don't try to impress the clients with it because they don't really care. <laughs> and they just want to know you're professional, that you know what you're doing, that you're not going to like take them for a ride with their money. They want to feel like this is good quality. So I think quality is much more important than fancy trickery. And instead of maybe trying to show off bells and whistles, um, I've been thinking a lot more about something I learned at, a, at that um, recurring revenue retreat where there are some folks that have their process on their website, which is different than showing off the end result, but how comforting that is. Comforting might be yeah. the wrong word, but to have people know like, okay, this is going to be organized. They know what they're, you know, like things like that, that can yeah. show a client that we know what we're doing. This one that it's, it's not for you. It's for your clients bleeds right into trying to do too much. And I think all of yeah. these comments, uh, Andrew, Andrew said it while Andrew Palmer's in the chat, he says, take your ego out of the project, which yeah. is, which is important. That's basically Great the advice. same thing. It's, it's not about you. Um, and then the first one is for those who are new in particular, you're insecure. Uh, what would you, what advice would you guys give to those who are just getting started? They're insecure about their portfolio. They're insecure about their ability to make their own site, any of that stuff. We all start somewhere. And like, so I've had three major websites over the years. And like, when I look back at my first one, it was terrible. <laughs> like, it was really basic. And the funny thing is I still had that site copied by someone on the internet, which, you know, oh. go for them. Um, but I think that's just part of the journey. It's it's not going to be amazing your first site and that's okay. That's where you're at. You're not charging the big bucks when you first start out. Well, you, you probably shouldn't be if you're like feeling nervous and like you're just getting into it. I, I just think give yourself a break. You're at where you're at. Put it out there. You're going to get people inquiring who want something like what you produced so if what you produced is like you know a little bit basic that's okay because that's where you're at they're the kind of clients you're going to get and over time it's going to kind of step its way up but we have to start somewhere and i just think holding off and not launching it because you're too scared that it's not good enough i i think you have to give yourself a break and just get started somewhere and accept that it is going to be an evolution and it's going to take time and each time you launch it's going to be better and your portfolio is going to be what shows off your progression and your new skill level but you can also ask people for feedback like if if you're brave enough chuck it in one of the groups and say you know this is my first website i'm really nervous got any recommendations you you might mm -hmm. get slammed but you know like 
get your big yeah, girl pants on and with. have a go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you're just uh, starting out, your first sub, your first handful of websites aren't, you know, don't you're not going to build a website that goes out there and start selling website gigs. Um, our first projects always come through word of mouth and networking. There's no money hiding friends. behind your desk. Um, yeah, you got to get out there and leverage those relationships and, and possibly even build some. And, and then down the road, you can get to the point where you can start to have a funnel and a system where the leads come to the website and you have a whole process. But that takes a little bit of time to get there and you get there eventually. So get something up, even if it's one, a one pager, I'd get something up. Yeah. Um, and I think for all of these things, I think we can go back to our initial, like the reaction that all of us had about the sites that we liked the most is that we didn't do it, <laughs> yeah. right? So uh, like reach out to your colleagues, get in groups that you can network and make, make connections. So if you don't wanna put it into a big group, like we, you know, get in some little Facebook chats or WhatsApp chats or something and share there. All right, you guys, we're we're up to an hour. Does anybody want to have? Does anybody have a last final thought just before we uh, sign off? Um, yeah, I, I was gonna say something, and then you changed the subject, Stephanie, so I didn't have a chance to say oh, it. Oh, I'm um, sorry. No, so <laughs> I I love Sarah and Gino's advice about little by little, um, and I think for a lot of people that might work. How, however, my personality, I'm not good at that. I have to be like, it's like I have. I'm managing my team doing a bunch of stuff, but as far as the projects that I'm personally doing, it's one at a time and I'm immersed in it and I'm not doing anything else until it's done. And I think that can be applied to your own website, uh, whether you're starting out or you need to redesign or, or what, um, treat it like a real project. If, if Again, if you're like me and you can't do the little by little method and give yourself a deadline and immerse yourself in it until it's done. Um, and that's just the way I did. That's the way I did it when I built my portfolio site, which it's like seven years out of date now. But um, it's like I spent two weeks. That's all I did. Um, and yeah, it paid off in the long run. So yeah, also nice. just pay, think about this for a second. You guys who are listening are all listening to us for advice. And literally every one of us has said something bad about our own website. <laughs> so like, don't beat yourself up is maybe my final yeah. thought. I don't know. <laughs> like, it'll be all right. Eric or Gina, yeah, you Christian just sent me. I was going to say, Christian just sent me a message uh, before we jumped on here in Slack that I still have one page with some uh, uh, filler text on it. <laughs> 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 I have to, to go fix that. <laughs> it just happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, now, hey, um, final thought. My final thought is this is also a great place uh, to test using um you know uh developers or copywriters um out um you know especially yeah. if you want to try to work you know if you're wanting to work with you know some offshore uh folks or you know want to try some uh devs or something on like through upwork um or something like that because or a good for place example to do like focus wp maybe just saying maybe yeah. As a matter of fact, we have we actually are doing a promotion, a new year promotion because we didn't do Black Friday or anything. I'm not saying Happy New Year, Tim. I'm just saying it's, <laughs> since it's the new year, we're doing a promotion only for agency sites. We have like a huge discount nice. oh. on a bunch of hours. I'll put the link um, 
in the socials and then if you we'll, we'll have it in the show notes too it'll for as long as it lasts it's going to be for about another month that you can get a huge discount on hours to only work on your site it's not good for client sites because we're trying to get you guys um jump started to have your site be something you can be proud of so we'll send that link all right you guys this has been awesome thanks so much for being here the chat was on fire today if you are listening to this after the fact you really should join us live sometime it's a lot of fun we we can't get to a fraction of the comments that happen in the chat it's um it's always great though we will see you next week you guys have a great one take care bye-bye cheers